Welcome to the big 30 <laughs> We are here on its server time. It's the usual suspects, nothing new about that. But we have a lot to talk about because a big ass event is coming up, a huge event. Mix, what event is coming up? What event is coming up, Mix? I need you to tell me. Um, AEW Double or Nothing. Las Vegas, May 20th. Dude, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yes, Las Vegas, baby, city of sin. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's what I'm talking about. All Honestly, right, even a major or something. Honestly, even... I thought he was going to say like VCT Open Qualifier 2 or something. <laughs> that's what I thought too. I thought he was going to say Game, <laughs> Game Changers Academy. <laughs> Game Changers event. Yes, exactly. I am Dallas I... NA. Come on, guys. There's I am Dallas Open Quali. Let's yeah, go. Man. Who's rooting for uh, Game and Gladiators? <laughs> <laughs> my men. My men right there. Okay. No, obviously, we have the major coming up. That is a huge event. We are going to be talking about that, obviously. We're going to be talking about the Challenger stage more specifically. We'll probably get an event, or not an event, a podcast in between now and the Legend stage, hopefully. And so we're just going to focus on the Challenger stage. We're going to focus on some of the upcoming news. And as always, I am Maui Snake, joined by Note, Pernogo, and Mix. And uh, yeah, guys, um, first of all, uh, has everyone been having a good time since the RMR? We've had, a, we've had a little break. A little break. Everybody doing good, though? Yeah. Great. Can't complain. I mean, notes notes starting early today, so okay. I didn't make it into the hear... VOD, so I had to a little, you know. Just... That's true. Yeah. Okay. You know what? You can't complain, but I want to hear one thing you can complain about. Note: Who would you have wanted to see in this talent announcement that didn't make it? Go. To be honest, I kind of do really like the talent pool. I think the the people on it are pretty solid. The only ones who I feel like are egregiously missing have to be Moses and Anders, and I think that's a sentiment shared by a lot of people. Um, Anders just like, for me, he's been at every major that I've watched, and it's just like, to have I'm pretty sure he's been at every major. I don't think there's, he might have missed one that I've watched, but uh, it's just those two are such staples of every major that I think not having them there is a little bit sad, both just in terms of for them, but also just for the community because they're they're just synonymous with Counter Strike, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's very fair to say that they have been staples. Uh, I would consider them legacy characters in the pool of of talent. Uh, Pernogo and Mix, you guys, you guys share the sentiment. Would you guys would have wanted to see anybody else? Yeah, I mean, I guess just those two for the most part. I was pretty happy with the talent lineup and. I feel like yeah. it was really good. And like I'm looking forward to watching everyone. Like watching you on the desk, watching Shocks and Freya um hosting is like really nice. I'm glad to see both of them there. So that was like I saw both of them there and like pretty much once I saw that I was like, all right, this I'm pretty happy with this talent lineup. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh I mean okay, Pernogo. Pernogo, anybody else? I mean, my biggest surprise was that uh, considering in, we live in a world where obviously like Thorin, Richard Lewis, Semler all declined to go on and the, that was those were not options. I was pretty surprised to see Sadakis not get invited. And also the yeah. fact that, um, you know, people were mentioning Anders. That was my biggest like what's going on there. So, yeah, like there, there's some obvious legacy names that have just been at so many majors, if not every major, certainly a lot of notable ones. And. I think Sadakist, I'll, I'll say a few words on him because everybody else already touched a little bit on Anders, a little bit on Moses. For me, the Sadakist, uh, I don't want to call it a snub necessarily, but just him not being there is kind of weird to me because he's one of the best crowd work 
casters that exist in the in the game so far. And so, I, I mean, obviously, when he was with Henry G, I think he was the best caster by far and away that we even had. And while he might not have gotten back to a point where that he can show that same level of competence in that department just because he hasn't had the same solid duo since then, I still think he does a very, very good job when it comes to those arena events. So I probably would have liked to see some games with him, but we did at least get a you know, a, a little bit of a teaser in previous events up, up so far in this year. And thankfully, Lance seemed to be coming back in full force anyway. So we'll have more opportunities. It is just weird to not see almost any legacy characters at all this time around. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's the the main thing is that there are none. And so I think what we have to assume based off of PGL's hiring, and even though they hired me, I'm still just going to say what I want to say yeah. about this is that is that it does feel like but I don't know if this is certain that they wanted to do the old boys major and then the new guys major because it does feel like there's a passing of the torch in terms of who's on it. I think the only repeated talent between last major and this one are James Banks and Maniac. Forgive me, Bleh and Bleh. Yes, but Bleh actually is switching roles for this one. Uh, And I think that's it. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think that's right. For this I one? think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's a caster with Vince, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. so, makes so, sense, yeah. Yeah. So Bla is casting with Vince. Maniac's still uh, analyst, and then Banks is still kind of the interviewer guy, and he's gonna make he's gonna get another tattoo. That's what I've heard. So, uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. One to match the just... other leg or whatever. I guess shout out to Yanko, right? Because right? he also. Didn't oh, shout make out to the leg. chat. My bad. My bad. Shout out to the chat. Sponge Machine is actually is actually here. It's just that I didn't see them at the RMR because uh, Machine oh, is. Right, uh, yeah. Machine is too busy fixing his visa, um, his credit card. That is, it's just it's getting declined everywhere because he spent way too much money lately. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> I was just gonna take your word for it, man. I was gonna be like, oh, all right, well, noted. No, it's like, I think it's that Chen Chen Chengen thing. You know, the I, yeah. I don't know if people actually know what that is, but it's like a you cannot spend ninety days in certain EU countries in a one eighty day span. So he has to like allocate it properly uh, until he gets that fixed. And uh, yeah. you know, in in uh, in in terms of me wanting to play with fire, that's why I went on vacation last weekend in a Schengen country in a country where I literally am just taking my own days away from Counter Strike. But uh, you know what? I like living life on the edge like that. You know? <laughs> that's what that's what life's all about. It's got a little bit of risk, a little bit of risk involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I think okay. I, I'd say like for so I'm not trying to like take away from talent. Like you know, people say like plus this talent, minus this talent. I think the other talent that would have definitely deserved it in my eyes would have been uh, a lot of the guys you guys mentioned, and then uh, my roommate because he's not looking right at me right now. So um, James Bardolph should have been at this one. So um, that's about it. That's my. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. He's actually like not. He doesn't even give a fuck about this podcast. I don't think he's ever watched an episode. So, um, um, that's yeah, that's it. That's it. And uh, all right, you guys ready to move on to challenger stage? Because because I think I think we got our pieces out about that. Uh, other than uh, of course Paula, the night sh- uh, with me, Paula and Bleh. That should have been the major finals desk. <laughs> I think we all uh, okay. are in agreement about that one. So. Uh, I'll yeah, I don't, think there's, yeah I don't think there's any any lasting notes. The only thing I would bring up is that the, like there's this talk of legitimacy of major talent announcements. You know, that's probably the only other thing. Like the, the fact that they're announcing it via Twitter post and not like something may, maybe more. I just people have put, brought this up before. Why don't we have like an epic, you know, pre part of the pre-show, the talent reveal, and it's all shrouded in mystery up until that point. 
I guess you might leak it if you watch these people's Instagram stories or something. Like, yeah. Could you imagine if it was like the the opening minutes of the stream and what you actually Pernoga, do you see? have an Instagram? Do no, you have an Instagram? Pernoga? I do not. No. Why? How do you know about Instagram stories if you don't have an Instagram? Why, why, why are you I why? live on the Internet, dude? I know what a, what an Internet is. Of course, okay. I know what an Instagram story. Is. How do you know people are leaking on their Instagram stories if you don't have an Instagram to follow these Instagram stories? Well, thankfully, once they get leaked once, you'll see like the Cold Zeros, the family of Cold Zero would like to ask you to reconsider when they're like talking to Nico over Instagram and shit. And then I think it was like somebody's grandma in the Brazilian scene leaked something oh, yeah. via Instagram. People just Angie's talk about mom. that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> the KNG yeah. mom talent, talent yeah. reveal. <laughs> it might have been like multiple times too. It was just great. But anyway, yeah. yeah, my point was just that it would be cool to have something more involved. You could imagine like a little smoke show and be like announcing your major talent. And then, you know, you get to actually reveal the walkout. They can give them a walkout. The players get a walkout all the time. Come on, dude. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, it, I mean, someone in chat did say the uh, if I said the, the We Play Academy type of announcement, that would be insane. Where just everybody has their kind of like WWE sort of walkout. Yeah, yeah. That'd be cool with their own music and stuff. That'd be that'd be really cool. Um Okay. Okay. I think that's enough about talent. People don't actually care about talent at all. People just watch the games. Nobody, I don't think anybody, I don't know any single person that's watched a, two death segments simul, like consecutively. It's either watch one prior and then watch one after, but either way, um, let's, let's get into some of the challenger stage here because there are a lot of teams here in what is, what should be called still the major closed qualifier who have made it to the stage who I think are probably undeserving of, of this stature. I mean, I mean, happy for them to get their stickers, but I, I don't think some of these teams are good enough, actually, to be at a okay. major. And so that's my hot take coming into this one. But let's get some of your guys' opinions. Alex, why do you hate Brazil? <laughs> do, I, do I hate Brazil? Or do I just hate all third world countries when I when I say Jesus, this? Jesus, that's I don't. reasonable. The thing is that I don't. The thing is that I don't know. He brought it back. I think Brazil knows. Alex is specifically talking about Imperial and no one no, else. No, no. The, <laughs> the thing is, Imperial were so good at beating people from their own region. I don't even think they're they're so good. They're 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 too good. That's not even. <laughs> What even? What did I go through a time for? How are we into the like? This Imperial is the are one of the best of the North American time. teams. Clearly, they're clearly a great North American squad. Um, no, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with Imperial. There's nothing wrong with some of these these places. Uh, but I just don't think the teams that come out of these places are necessarily good enough to be at a major because people are mad. So, so I'll say this: people are mad that last major. We had only eight teams that got stickers yeah. or signatures. But when we think about roughly three majors ago, I don't know. I actually kind of forgot when they started incorporating the exact major. They incorporated the 24 teams. We had so many. We had eight of these teams not having stickers either. Yes. And and so there's still this huge boost to these teams that otherwise wouldn't even be represented in the game's digital icons and digital uh items but i think we should like they should be happy and they should be thankful for that but I, i'm gonna just be real i don't think i don't think like some of these teams even would have made it to like a 20 like the Ber berlin uh top 16 or the 2018 majors so i, I like the ely one so i i think that uh but let's just start. Let's just let's just do it like this. I'll, 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 I'll like make this a little bit more palatable and I'll say like, who do we think are going to be like bottom five teams? Let's just let's just be a little cruel at first. So mix pick pick a bottom five team. Pick a bot. Just one bottom five team. Pick two. 
Pick three. Pick two. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my pick, god. Pick, three? pick a couple. Pick a couple. Just pick two. Pick okay. two. Pick two. Okay. Eternal Fire. I think. Mm. I think crumbles at the major. Okay. And I'm not gonna go with nine Z. I'm gonna go with Renegades. Haven't really uh, been impressed. Yeah. That's 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 a I feel like that's I, a fair I, take. The thing with Renegades is just that I hate that they still have like Suko and Alistar on like their roster, and I just feel like it makes their roles all fucked, and I feel like it just doesn't work. So. See, there's yeah. nothing wrong with picking them because Australia is like a very first world country, so you're actually dodging <laughs> a big bullet there, um, there you and you're not continuing with my. Oh, dude, I've seen some of those like I've seen some like Australian CS Twitter, and those dudes are fucking ruthless. <laughs> I'm kind of scared of them. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So you you pick you pick Renegades and uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm I'm looking through Eternal the Fire. Fire. Eternal, Eternal Fire, Fire as another one. Okay, no, you pick two. Pick two that you don't think should have should have made it. Or don't don't think two that you think are major quality teams. That's how I'm framing it. Two that I don't think are major quality teams? As in, as in, as in they're not going to um, make it to the top. Just to right. be nicer, I, they're I not going to make it to the next stage. Okay, I'm going to say that just based on what I currently know, I think it's going to be IHC. I yeah. think that they're good. Unfortunately, they got a really rough draw for their style in the first match. They got Astralis, and you just yeah. can't. Like, to, of all the styles to play, like, Good fundamental Counter Strike versus Astralis yeah. is not like they will outplay you in that that fundamental style at least. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm actually going to say complexity, Ooh. Uh, purely because they have not actually traveled to Europe yet. They leave no. tomorrow, and so they've wow. gotten zero boot camp time in Europe ahead of the major. Um, and so I think that they're going to struggle. I think I if they'd had like a week to practice. Or a little bit longer than that, I would say that they can make it. But just based on the fact that they haven't really had the time to practice like a lot of these other teams have, they won't make it through this stage. I think that their their seeding is also very yes. tough. Like they're playing Vitality first off, and I just I mean, I, I Vitality hasn't had the best results lately. But I think I'm just going to assume that we're all in agreement that this team is is at least like a top eight sort of team in this group like does it first of all does anybody disagree with vitality making it through the challenger stage it's okay to disagree i'll just say that i have them going as my 3-0 pick in the pickums and that's because i okay. think that they will either make it through in flawless style because they figured everything out or they will crash and burn and you will not see them advance i certainly don't expect them to be playoff caliber though like they really have will have had to fix everything and so there's a there is not an like a really small chance here this is a non-trivial chance that vitality doesn't actually make it through it from what i'm analyzing anyway just from what i've seen and the fact that like apex still doesn't doesn't seem to have been able to adapt to the new tools plus as i was gone missing it's that's rough man like some of these teams it doesn't sound right to say that a team with magis dupree zaiwu all of these people are like evenly matched with like you know bad news eagles or something but from just expressly firepower not considering other factors like obviously team play communication veteran status you know cool under pressure just in terms of firepower a lot of these teams that are you everybody else is saying oh yeah no way they make it through they match up with the vitality right now just based on the current stats we'll say you know uh yeah, I think I think you you nailed it that they're in a way less than the sum of their parts. Where you look at the names on paper and how, if in an HLTV fantasy sense, how does this team not qualify? But in terms of actually their results and their ability to close out games, they are they have they struggle. So 
Yeah, that, I mean, I mean, it's fair, it's fair, but you still put them as like a a three O team in terms of yeah. you think that they're probably more on the side of they would qualify. Like, a, a, like I, I get we okay. I'll just explain for anybody that's new because they're tuning in for major meta because they don't they don't know the majors and things like that for pickums. A three O team is usually not necessarily the team you think is the best. It's that you think that they can kind of in a way power up to have a miracle run and make it. They're probably. They're probably gonna make it in your eyes, but they're more like the, on the fringe f- for you. Yeah, and if they don't make it, you don't lose a point in the pickums process, basically, yes. because you put them as a three zero, not an advance. And by the way, if they do make it, but they lose one game, you still don't get a point because you put them as three zero. So that's like yes. the meta for it, basically. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Pernogo, who do you think? is not going to make it beyond the teams that have been mentioned already. So we have already Eternal Fire, Complexity, Renegades, and IHC. So we got four right there. We kind of need four more, but you can just pick a couple. I'll just pick two more, yeah. So I'll say, I'll actually say The Last Dance. I'll say Imperial doesn't make it through. Just because, I mean, really the biggest issue with the North American and Brazilian representation here is that so many of them came from what was, by any objective means, an underpowered RMR. Like, the competition that they had. And some of these people, like, Imperial made it through without really taking two notable scalps. I would say the same about MIBR. Like, the most notable scalp that I remember them taking was Imperial, actually. And so the idea that, like, some of these squads are going to be able to then power up and make it through you really have to have faith in them as opposed to just putting stock in something you've already seen and that's why i would say imperial probably doesn't make it past now but this is the perfect time as any for them to use their veteran status to maybe you know upset a, a team that isn't all the way there like i talked about vitality being right for that or just being able to power through some of the weaker opposition once they get to those one two 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 games you know deeper in the swiss and besides imperial i'll also say uh, shout out to the boys, Bad News Eagles. Super exciting to watch them play, but I'm pretty sure this is a stage where they could get found out. At the same time, I kind of feel bad saying that, though, because, again, some of these other teams are going to have their own glaring weaknesses where, you know, in B&E's case, it's just that they hold W all the time and they're just super aggressive. Makes it for really satisfying CS when they win, but if they're ever up against an Astralis, a Nip, as we saw in a recent Blast event, they're going to get found out just by virtue of a little bit of prep or a little bit of adaptation from a smart IGL. Yeah, yeah. I think, think MIBR. <clears throat> sorry, I, I think MIBR is a team that I actually would have said if I had like thought about it, because like I was kind of watching them a bit, and like I was not very impressed with like their macro. Like on a few maps, they had like a few like very glaring tendencies. Yeah. Like I want to. I'm just gonna say one, right? Because maybe they'll fix it before the major, but we'll see. So like, on overpass, they're not gonna fix over, it. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> on overpass CT side, they have this. Just the easiest tell in the world where it's like whenever they smoke fountain, like you know, like on CT side overpass, you throw the fountain smoke at the start of the yeah. round. They're always starting four B, like when they do that. Like oh. you're like trying to threaten it. Like like ninety five percent of the time they're starting four B. And then when they don't smoke it, they're what do you know, they're two A, like they're starting three B. It's like they just have this like glaring tendency of just like it just tells you like the setup that they're in. And it's just like when I see even when I just see that, I'm just like, uh there's probably like more of this than like other maps and it's just not very good. Mahone, is that you leaking strats live? live <laughs> on the stream? I was gonna say, where is the Josh mix mix instead of Mahone segment? We need to. We need um, it. I was gonna say, I I actually went through the major like uh like matchup calculator or whatever earlier, so that's also partially what I base some of my thoughts yeah. on. And just for context, like with some of the the draws like that I had with teams winning. I had MIBR facing Renegades in the O2 pool, O2 pools, which I think that they would win. So I couldn't put them as a team to go out like immediately. 
They wouldn't be 03, but they probably aren't. Yeah. It's likely that they won't make it through. But for complexity, I had I had them losing to Vitality originally, and then they would draw IHC in my bracket. Yeah. And I would think even if they win that, they'd face Imperial and then they'd face MIBR. Dude, that's so doable. That's actually so doable. Are you really still putting them as a team that's not making it through with that in mind? I think it's doable if they had practice in EU. That's all. Dude. I think the fact that they won't have that practice will come back to bite them, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. I mean, you're welcome to your opinion note, even if it's wrong. Like, <laughs> Zaiwu being the second best player out there. No, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, <laughs> milk no, take, that, man. I, well, well, actually, actually, wait. So you really think that they're not going to beat? I actually want to prod that a little bit. You think they're going to... Losing to Vitality is fair, but then they're going to play Renegades, you said? Or who? Was it IHC? Uh, they would play Imperial. Imperial. They're going to be. No, sorry. Gonna... They would play IHC in the second round, which I think they'd win. They'd win that. Then hopefully. they'd play Imperial. They'd probably, with, hopefully, win that. With the assumption that Fours would beat Imperial in the previous round. Fours will beat Imperial. Yeah. Fours, safe, yeah. Fours is making it. Fours is making yeah. it in my eyes. Actually. That's the next um, two majors, two major wins. Same. Yeah, so they would F definitely like, play Imperial yeah. in the next round. I think Imperial would take that like very closely, though. Just Wait. based on experience and the fact that they are playing on a, at a major. You think I think Imperial that they'll crumble with the nerves. Complexity. Just based on the fact that they'll crumble <laughs> under nerves, I think. Dude, uh, I can sort of respect. I disagree. The... Listen. Right. Okay, go ahead, Max. Yeah, I disagree too. Floppy, no, Floppy doesn't have nerves, and he will carry them to victory. Floppy has nerves around girls, but that's, yeah, that's not it. anybody no, on Imperial. No, it's a Counter Strike event, all right? There's like minimal it's a girls. Counter, it's Counter Strike that he's playing. All right, so he'll be fine. No wonder he came okay. back to CS after his stint in Valorant, dude. He just couldn't hack it. Let's yeah, just say beat... girls in Valorant. <laughs> for, so for your sake, let's say they beat uh, Imperial there, then they play Astralis. Yeah. Okay. Do you think they beat Astralis? No, I don't think they beat Astralis. I don't think they'd win that. They lose on an Ancient, and then they just lose the series. Yeah. Okay, and then they would go they on to ancient. play MIBR. <laughs> then they'd win that. I think they win that. I think that's or really close. Actually, if, I think that's really close. That's or a if Imperial play. beats MIBR in the previous round. Oh wait, hold on. No, that can't be right. One second. Okay, I'm putting uh, going into like three matchups in. It would play Liquid. It would play Liquid. Yeah, it's like going to happen. This is not how they it's would, going to play. Yeah, it's really not going to happen. the bracket that's going to break down. I'm actually. I'm sending the major script over tonight, so this is actually how it's going to break down. Listen, the first match, IHC is going to beat Astralis, and then it's all going to be fucked. That's yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw it out there that that I'm I will put it out like this where I'm gonna take what you guys said, but I'm gonna just give my eight teams that make it through, which is more or less what you guys said, but I'm just gonna like break it down in different terms. Okay, okay. so I think I think Ents, G2, Astralis, Vitality, uh, Outsiders are five teams that are like incredibly I, likely. I, I, I to don't make agree it about Outsiders. I think they're a tier below all those four teams. Okay, how uh, likely they're. They almost, okay. they almost didn't qualify. They almost lost to fucking Saw. Like, I think they're in a really bad spot at the moment. Didn't you read Reddit? They, they were they one are. pixel away from not qualifying. Didn't yeah. you know? They were 0. 0.2 seconds yeah. away from not qualifying. Fake news, by the way. I, I, it was like I two really... Seconds, I, I, I honestly don't think Outsiders makes it to the top eight. That's my... No that, way. That'd be my poll prediction. Wait, how no. is that not in your first two, in your first two pegs? 
Yeah. Wait. Okay. 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 I'm just. Well, I didn't think about this properly. So let me let me finish. Let me finish. The, okay. I'll put the A teams through, and then then you can you can pick apart what I have. Okay. Yeah. So I have. So I have. Okay. Ents G two. Okay. I'll just I'll just put them no tier list, no order. Okay. Ents G two Forza Astralis Vitality. Uh, outsiders complexity liquid that's my eight that's my eight right there i didn't i didn't actually look into like deeper matchup after matchup after matchup buchel system bs but uh so you think outsiders is a team that you would not put in that eight because of because their results were so shaky coming in in the rmr i think the results have been shaky yeah i think i mean i think yeah. they, they have I still think they're, they're likely like I wouldn't be surprised or anything if they do make it through, but out of like those eight teams, like the the favorable teams like that, I think Outsiders like by far is the most likely to to kind of fail. I just yeah, I, mean, I just feel yeah. like the team environment is not great at the moment. It seems like it's really broken up. Like okay. there's like rumors of Yakandar going. Like I will put it I mean? like this mix: the Challenger stage is easier than the EU RMR. Maybe that's true. That's true. It, yeah. it, I think it's easier. So I, I think they, I think they have an easier time getting through this than they did in that RMR. So that's that's my See hottest. That. That's the hottest take. It I feels have like the internals of the organization and the team, broadly speaking, were a little bit better with VP slash outsiders slash whatever we're calling them. Is that the, the big thing that they had is that they they didn't have all of this news swirling about what's going to happen at the end of the major cycle for them and. I think seeing that Gambit gets picked up by Cloud9, right, is probably a bit disheartening for VP because that, or for Outsiders, because that would have been like an opportunity for them to maybe come in if if they were, like they don't even have like majority Russian players in the same degree, right? It's more it's more so the infrastructure and some of the players, right? So like that's the thing that kills me about the Outsiders stuff is that they basically, they are a lineup that if the global circumstances weren't what they are, you might see some really cool, you know, good Counter-Strike out of them. Maybe it would be annoying to watch if you're not interested in paid by the round CS, but it would, would have been effective and it would have been unique for lack of a better term. So that kind of does kill me that like we're probably not going to see them at their full strength, but I still have them going in to the next stage myself just because of the relative level of the other teams. So uh, just to go back, Alex, I have basically the same list as you, except I'd swap Cole for Bad News Eagles. Bad News Eagles is that a I mean, I I don't you can't think even I'm be mad about it. You can't no, even be mad about it. No, because I picked I picked Bad News Eagles as a team that another org that I was talking to should have picked up. So I, in a way, I I think that they you know that's I I will um you guys here here's the here's the spoiler for the org that I was talking to that wanted to make potentially make me their GM, but then and I was gonna just pick up basically that roster for them, but then they didn't we didn't go through with the deal. It's uh it's headed. By or one of the primary investors is a big soccer player. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna that say. That narrows it down to about twenty organizations. Thanks. <laughs> no, I know it's not actually that specific, but it was I literally it. Messi himself. Alex was in the right conversation. <laughs> I didn't sign Messi. an NDA, so I can say that. But I also am not gonna say what it is for future opportunities where I don't want to just be a guy that spills shit like that. Like. Uh, uh, indiscriminately so um, yeah so would bad news eagles have been like signing Cristiano Ronaldo that's my question to you so well basically we were gonna get um, I'm actually I'm actually so I was literally gonna say the Polish guy that's like really good at soccer but I actually just literally forget his name because I don't watch soccer in any degree because everybody's like Messi Ronaldo and then there's that like there's that Polish guy that's really good If, if anybody in chat knows his name then 
please type it, but I forget his name very quickly. Um, That's why the deal broke down, because Alex <laughs> revealed that he didn't actually watch soccer at all. Lewandowski, Lewandowski, yeah. People are saying that, yeah, okay. Uh, no, I, it wasn't, it obviously had nothing to do with Lewandowski, but yeah, that's that's like, when I try to be like hipster about like my soccer takes, I'd be like, yeah, Lewandowski's beast, but it's like, all I've seen is his highlights. I've never actually watched a game of his. Yeah. And then you'll forget his name in the middle of trying to tell people about him. And they're, it's one of those like, short-term memory grasps, and then the next day I forget it. One of the things I've been noticing about B&E, by the way, is that a lot of people are being like, why did no org pick them up? And then other people will respond to that by saying, oh, well, actually, it's better for the players if they don't get picked up by an org. But I feel like they're ignoring the long-term like benefits is bad. Of, of having an org yeah. like you get a salary after the stickers stop being sold for example like that might be useful <laughs> if you want to so, live for longer than the major i don't know man. Just players to typically in contracts get most of the sticker money as it is yeah for for a lot of teams not all but like so either way the the breakdown would have been pretty solid for them heard yeah, the breakdowns of, of like 40 60 60 40 mostly like, and that's just for the team on. one, obviously. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. For the so team one specifically. If, if you're in a 60-40 favored side where you're the players, you probably like having an org. But if you're on the 40-60, that might give you like, mm, I want to say like four to eight more months of like wanting to be orgless, essentially. So it's not like it's that good. But like, I think that sort of just being associated with with an org and having building your brand out with them can pay off in the long term even if the the direct money you're getting from salary is not uh oh, like doesn't compensate greater than the sticker money in that 40 60 split so like like with cloud 9 for example being part of cloud 9 you just get like like vanity got like whatever 100,000 followers like it just helps so much in terms of branding so yeah i i think most people probably want to be part of an org when we really break this stuff down. Yeah, Mix knows all about the benefits of being part of Cloud9. They're a great organization. They're really great. <laughs> great results. <laughs> I had there. They won Flashpoint 2 and so on. We won Flashpoint 2. Yep. That was Alex's tweet anyway. I, st- I distinctly remember that one. Nogo's <laughs> Just... actually like, bottom of the bus, meet Mix. <laughs> Let me check you under here. No, I'm actually checking the mushroom guy under there. What are you talking about? Classic. Uh, that's like a one-time mention per episode for you right now. Is it? A bit of a, a Discord you're on a streak. Okay. Okay. Wait. Are there any other? I think my. Okay. I, I just want to bring this back to like the teams and get this on track a little bit more. Um, okay. Is is anybody is anybody against my Forza pick? That's my like wild card sort of pick. Like that's my eighth seed sort of pick. Do you guys think Forza is gonna make it or like? Is this team good? Like, I didn't uh, initially have Forza in, but then I actually did the major simulation stuff from that IEB.IM site. And uh, it turned out that it made the most sense with everything else I was picking for that Forza would go through. So that is actually what I ended up picking as my last team to make it. Yeah. Um, I'm not really super certain about that, though. Anytime you're basing that predi- off of a prediction that you got from a site like that, you have to keep in mind that any change to the plan could totally spiral out and completely morph everything. So when I look at Forza, I'm thinking like, okay, they're really solid. Like the fact that they made it here is amazing, honestly, considering the other competition at their RMR and and just everything else that's been going on relative to their region and stuff. So the fact that Jerry made it, congrats. He's rebuilt this team like five times, dude. I don't 
understand how it's even possible. He's back Is out Jerry of the, the best IGL? Period. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. No, but he's no, pretty good. Obviously. So, yeah. he's, he's dude, Jerry. Good. I think Jerry's actually. I think Jerry is also like one of those IGLs that just kind of gets how he needs to use his team really fast. Actually, yeah. like he's he's like the broke. He's like the he's like the Eastern European carrion. <laughs> but like, a, but like a, half is good. A two-two Forza spirit matchup, and then let's let's see who goes. I through. have Forza going 3 because these guys are. I don't even know how they made it to this major. Honestly, Spirit yeah. are not good. Spirit are not that good at all. I don't think Spirit are making it. I don't. If Spirit make it, if Spirit make it, no. What tattoo will you get on your? Volunteering somebody else. Definitely not getting one. You pick no, and not the guy that has like a fucking half sleeve and just fucking. True. <laughs> yeah, no. if you're gonna pick someone, pick Mix. Mix. What tattoo okay, will you get on your body when 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 <laughs> when Spirit make it? I don't know. The spirit logo seems kind of lame. I'll get the I'll get, get the, the old, old like really bad spirit logo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my man, I'll get it. I'll get it on my neck. <laughs> I just want to say shout out, Scrawny. He just said the same thing that I said in my prediction at the start. Uh, I don't know if you right, well, for it, you're both but... fucking traitors, so that's that's just too bad. That's oh, there too bad. We go. Yeah. I think I think the thing is okay. Okay, so you guys think? Do you guys think complexity or Forza is more unlikely to make it? Complexity. Complexity is more unlikely. Wow. Oh, sorry. Well, unlikely? Sorry, unlikely, unlikely, sorry, unlikely. Unlikely. Well, uh, I originally yeah. had complexity instead of Forza, but then I ran my simulation, and so you know, you go to trust in the simulation. That's just how it works. Oh, wait, when you ran your simulation, Pranogo, what did you come up with as the other? Were the other seven teams the exact same? The ones that I came up with, or what? Uh, I'll tell you my total picks. So I have obviously I, we talked earlier about Vitality, and I put them in a, as the three O as yeah. like a wild card. Maybe they'll make it. Otherwise, I've got G two ends. I actually have a MyBR, which is funny. I forgot to mention that one. And I have oh. Outsiders, I have Astralis, I have Liquid, and I have Forza. So, I mean, you could pretty easily swap out, like, MIBR or Forza for any of the other teams that are about that level. Um, that's just, that's, Those are more specific to the stuff that I ended up grabbing for, like, oh, here's what I think the how I think the simulation will run. But th- those two things are I'm least, like, figure, I'm least confident in. Does your simulation actually create, like, a new universe from, like, the start of time to simulate... 14 billion years into the future like for this exact moment i think so but i might have forgotten some constants along the way so pinch of salt man pinch of salt when you look through your simulation pronogo do you have a girlfriend at the end of the simulation (laughs) we we all die a long time we have do we We all all have girlfriends at some point or another but we all die lonely man i'm sorry (laughs) jesus this well, is that, this is esports. <laughs> we are esports. Understand okay. that. Okay. Well, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. It's okay to die alone. We can all die together on the pod. But, but with well, sticker, yeah. if you have a sticker, at least you last. That's why Floppy, even if he dies alone, he'll have a sticker in the game, and for that, he can be happy. And when he when he's that, on his so. deathbed, I'm just gonna put a sticker right on his chest. Right there. <laughs> so what? <laughs> what is this in, conversation? In, instead right of now? having a bouquet of flowers at his grave later on, when you go visit him, obviously it'll be a like a bouquet of stickers, or it'll be an AK in a bouquet instead of flowers, and the AK will have stickers on it. I think that's how we'll honor his memory. Okay. When I when I die, um, Prinogo, get my ashes and throw them at Floppy. <laughs> Okay. You guys are gonna like real dumb. Right, we'll never die alone. To top I'll eight. never die alone. I'll never die alone. I'll always have him with me. He'll always have me with me, actually. 
Either way, either way. I'll always out. have Team Spirit with me. Yeah, with that tattoo, <laughs> once they make it. That tattoo, yeah, the old great, logo too, great. which is just funny to me. Like, I think the I still think the old one. logo was better, even though like it's picking between different turds, really. But yeah, come on, man. Uh, okay, I think we've gone over this pretty significantly. I guess, I guess, like the points of contention for the challenger stage still come down to just like bad news, Eagles complexity. Forza and MIBR. I think those are like the four wild cards, more or less. Would you guys agree? Like, I think the other teams, like, are we really just counting 9Z completely out? Because, uh, frankly, actually, I am. I'm just counting them out. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really putting well, I don't think they'll go 03, but I, yeah. I don't think they'll make they're, it. They're like a solid 2 3 team. Yeah, 1 3 or 2 3, depending they on the they're a, Yeah. Like, them and IHC are like the two obvious teams people will put for their own 3. And everyone's just going to get fucked when neither of them are on three. So basically, yeah. that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. the, the thing about nine Z to me is that there's they're like solid. I don't. It's like the quintessential problem with NA really is that a lot of the teams play like the European esque style, the normal meta in air quotes, as much as you can have a, have that. And none of their stylistic differences that make them different are supreme advantages over somebody else who's just better at playing that style. And so because yeah. they don't have enough that's different and unique to them. I don't really think they can even catch people off guard. That's not the, the case for IHC, for example. Uh, but 9Z is still well-rounded enough that if they end up in a like a 0-2's position, they'll probably go at least 1-2 and before getting eliminated. So that's why I wouldn't pick them 0-3. Yeah, I kind of agree with that, actually. I kind of, actually, that's a pretty strong take. Uh, I actually am going to just copy that when I'm on the desk. So thank you, Pernogo. I will uh, make sure to record this and uh, play it back to myself and repeat it. Uh, verbatim Man on the inside there. i made it to the major yeah. somehow boys that's all that counts <laughs> yeah thank you thank you i appreciate that um okay i think okay i think we're good on the challenger stage do any any like final thoughts like okay actually actually how about this how about this let's do who who do we think is gonna be 3-0 actually like no sticker bs where you think like i'm just picking this team because you know whatever but like who do you actually think is gonna be the 3-0 team because i want to let's let's get a slightly more interesting take here uh note who do you think is gonna be 3-0 uh, I have Ants going through this 3-0. I think they'll make it. They got 9-Z first. You want both That's already one. No, 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 just one. Just one is fine. You don't need to... Yeah, I, I, would say, I would say they'd take down 9-Z, Outsiders, and Astralis to go 3-0. Getting specific. Bro, you think, like, you think this is all going to play out perfectly? That's I have in my bracket. It's, I'm telling you, I have the simulation. It's it, The script is written. I'm sending it over to PGL tonight. Okay, he's he's at it. least consistent. He sticks with it. Just like... Nico number three, or whatever. Yeah, that's that's that is what he said. Reasonable. That's what he said. Uh, Mix, who's your who's your three Is it is it also ends? No, I'm gonna huff like copium, just like insane copium right now. And oh no, uh, liquids the three O. <laughs> Dude, they got G two first, man. Yep, doesn't matter. That's tough. That's really doesn't tough. Matter. That's real tough. Well, Nico isn't playing like number two player in the world right now, so. <laughs> Man, that's rough. That's really. Do, do any of these teams have anyone that can match OC? I don't think so. He's okay. He's good at the game. OC OC is literally. Just too late. OC okay. Actually, that's my gut he, feeling. Okay, who are the the top three oppers in this group? Are uh, Zaiwu clearly? Yeah, is one of them. Um, we've got. You're very confident kinda, in that. Are you sure? Yeah, Zai was clearly like the best opera in this group. Um, and then we have Synopsy. 
I'm just fucking kidding. Uh, <laughs> then we we have actually James. Who is the second of course, think, you gotta think, include Jane in there. I would put. I, I don't know, dude. James' recent form hasn't been that stellar. That's why I, I'm hesitant about there. it because I'm almost thinking Monacy. I'm almost thinking Monacy is second best, but I also don't. I, I think okay. From what I'm, from what I see this group, it's like Z was like the clear number one. Yeah. And then there's like there's like a bunch of like people that you could argue are like right below, which is like Monacy, OC, yeah. Jame, um, Hades even. Like, you can't. I, I don't think you could actually like sa- soundly put OC and Jame. Well, I am so here. fuck off. <laughs> so, He's taking so, into account <laughs> recent form, Maui. Come on, man. Um, Woody. <laughs> Junior. Junior. Yeah, one junior. We're just naming all the offers now. We're not even, <laughs> there's no nuance to all the all who all the offers were in the group. We're not. We're not even actually. Um, who else is? Who else is an offer here? I mean, we'll Fallen. Just... Come on. Sure, oh, true. Fallen's number three, obviously. Um, okay. Alistair. Okay. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not doing this. We're not. We're, we're, not actually, doing this. we're actually done. We're actually done. It's literally just okay. I think it's just Zaiwu is the best opera, and I think the second best opera is uh, Lucky. Uh, so we're just gonna. And he just needs some time, guys. He just needs time. No. Uh, well, where were we even in the actual chronology of the show before we talked about offers? Were we just no? We were just. Gonna, for, I was oh, just gonna we say who's, who's the three O. Who's the yeah, three O yeah, yeah, team? Yeah, yeah, so you, so so you, I think what note you picked ends. Yes. Uh. uh Mix, you put uh, Liquid, Pronogo, who, who would you pick as a 3-0 team? I like, actually, actually also would put Ents if I was just going to say, like, which team should make it. And this is based on not just their stellar improvement leading up to this event. It's also based on the fact that um, when you actually look at the more recent form that they've had, even before this event comes out, obviously they defeated everybody over in Blast. You know, man, the the fact there was some thread that came out that was talking about the number of Danes that Snappy eliminated in the Blast tournament, like Blast <laughs> yeah. qualifier number five or whatever it is. You know, so like it was like yeah. eighteen or something. <laughs> yeah, it was a crazy number of Danes. So that was pretty cool. Um, you know, just a nice little other like revenge storyline or whatever. The fact that he went away, he built an this international roster he's really up there with in terms of like like legit igls at tier one now like i don't i don't even know if that that, that sounds almost like oh what are you doing man snappy what is he? <sighs> but ants is a legit tier one team now too so like where do you come down oh, on listen that I, one, so. I understand people uh, can be hesitant to give him that but yeah. even if he was in heroic and i was playing against you guys, like heroic you guys teams, watch this team called contact gaming did you guys okay, watch listen, this team? That was team, that just me? Was that, that just me was bad, right? I think yeah, it was but, actually but I'm just saying, you. When I watched yes, like man. Heroic, when I watched Snappy on like Heroic and I played against them, like I really liked how they played. Like they, they had like yeah, solid sure. conditioning. They they had like really solid strats and like everything made sense. So I, I always was like kind of confused why Snappy was so bad on Contact, but I Contact was like a fever dream. I'm not really sure that actually happened, so. Contact was literally everybody getting paid 15k plus a month to literally do nothing at all. No, I, I made that number up, but did I make that number up? I don't know. Okay, that's that's gonna let's just move on to the next topic. Okay, Snappy's in this chat just hearing you shit on his <laughs> team, by the way. Well, you know what, Snappy? I hope you went on a great vacation after the contact paychecks, okay? <laughs> all right, so that's that's fine. No, you're gonna um, talk about fever dreams, Max. Do you guys remember when Snappy almost went to Asia? Because that would have been a fucking fever dream with Smoothie, no less. Not, oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah like, that was so, a thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like remembering some like weird. Snappy yeah. just follow the stream right now. Literally, literally just followed for this second. <laughs> he has to wait five minutes to talk. That's <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, we'll be hearing from him in just a moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, 
That's so funny. Um, okay. No, I think I think I think Snappy is legitimately. I think Snappy is legitimately a really Greatest solid idea of all time. I think I think Snappy. I, I, I put this. I put it like this. I think Snappy. The way I would compare Snappy is he is the rich man's JT. He's the rich man. Like a lot of set plays, a lot of like kind of quicker plays out of spawn where there aren't too many layers to the strategy, but just enough that people in the moment don't have to like think too much for his T sides. I think that the thing is that, like, actually CT sides, I actually think Snappy does a better job than JT does because he has more, like, tempo shifts on CT side, whereas JT almost just wants to, like, do something at the beginning of every round, whereas yes. CT side, you should just play like a more control reactive. role of the yeah. CT okay. side, which is, like, okay. not, not even necessarily playing reactive, but, like, actively calling, like, different things, like, throughout a CT side, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, some IGLs kind of just fall into this pattern of just playing, like, three on A, two on B, and then everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's. Uh, I, just, I just like how Yumi's like Maui's tone shift after the snappy follow got me fucked. Up. <laughs> <laughs> after, it's I know, so true. after after he worked for Contact, I know that he has enough money to hire a hitman. So that's why oh, I, I have to be yeah. careful now. Reasonable. Snappy. <laughs> snappy also shoots his gun in better than than JT does. I really. I the dude. Snappy's first bullet accuracy is like objectively just better than JT's. He's like, pretty sick. He kind of—it's exactly. not the same way that like, Wave did it in the like heyday of Astralis, but he does kind of remind me of the same level of like impact from IGL. Where like, if you compare it to somebody like Kerrigan, for example, he's doing a lot of micromanagement and multitasking when he comes in, calming as well as like trying to help with the entry. But when Snappy's on any sort of form, when he's like got the momentum shift, he can actually—it's sort of the same thing as Kerrigan in that respect. Where Kerrigan can win a whole round by himself. The odds of it happening are kind of it happens like maybe once or twice per map, whereas Snappy does it with way more like frequency, I feel like. And that this is coming from a guy who's leading a team that has Spinks on it, for example. Like, like, come on, man. It, the firepower yeah. can just be overpowering at, after a certain point. And that's that's assuming they're all on form. But look at the momentum they have. That's why I would say they're like a legit uh, potential 3-0 pick. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I think Ence is actually no troll the most logical 3-0 pick not like trying to metagame the pickums kind of 3-0 yeah, yeah. pick but actually like in it, if i really thought like the th the problem the main problem for me is that basically g2 is playing liquid first and in a bo1 sort of format if that just gets to a weird map i think like like inferno which i think it totally could get to i don't i can never really just say for certain that g2 is going to win that given that G2's T-sides have been really sketch lately, uh, just overusing nades in early round situations and things. Like, I, I don't know. I just can't I just can't put full faith in G2. It, as a matter of fact, my, my spicy 3-0 would just be Astralis. Because I feel like during the BO1s, I think they can win all those. And I don't know what their draw is going to be for their 2-0 match, but I think that they actually could just get a team that is less experienced than them and then they're just always going to win. So that's that's well, that's me like, more a hot take but like I would I would still put, probably put Ens as like the logical pick over them. Yeah. Astralis aren't like world beaters but I could definitely see them being 3-0 like now that like they have like an opper that like can actually like yeah. op and like you know like <laughs> it's op. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, made sure. a world of difference. <laughs> yeah, it has. Is Farley uh, the new Draken by the way? I think I just oh, mispronounced actually, both of their names, so that was really good. I hope I can cast at this major. He's actually, I mean, Farley is better on T side than Draken was in terms of the system and how he fits it. 
because oh yeah sure yeah i wasn't like one i mean it's more like obviously people keep saying that farley misses a lot of sitters and if that is like it's kind of so i've seen some flashy shit from him but then sometimes the draken syndrome happens you know so right right that's what it reminded me of anyway okay i think we have actually adequately covered the challenger stage now i don't think there's any yeah let's move on let's move on okay so let's talk about something that's a little bit more like about the scene right now let's talk everybody's hyped about this it's cool we got stickers uh i'm gonna actually ask about some of your guys design opinions do you guys like glitter stickers glitter like is this is this the wave right now is glitter cool do you guys like glitter on your faces at a party (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> what? I haven't uh, looked at the stickers in game actually, so I don't know yeah, if I can I have like I, a, I haven't really either. Opinion. I hate I microtransactions, so you're asking the wrong panel, I think, on this one. I mean I, I save my sticker purchases for like when they're on sale and I just buy like a shit sale and I just but Yeah. Um <laughs> once in a while. I just don't know what what Snappy's saying, but okay. Yeah. Um but either I way. Uh, I will say, I will say this. I actually think glitter is like kind of a, uh, this is just random, but who, who cares? We're just talking. It's a podcast. Do you guys, okay. I think glitter is actually kind of a cool way to put a spin on some of the stickers where it's like before, you know, it was just basic. It was, it was foil, hollow, and then gold. Right. And I actually think that glitter taking the place of foil is actually a, a really interesting addition to it. Um, because like it, it just actually makes certain stickers pop more. I, I've actually looked in game at some of it, and it just I, I think it actually probably on like certain skins, like the print stream, for example, can look really mm-hmm. interesting because the skin already has this kind of like, uh, what is it called? It's like the oyster kind Ding. of shell. The like, she, well, sheen. Well, it's not sheen. It's like a it's, a pearlescent, pearlescent. Yeah, sort there of, you go. Yeah, iridescent pearlescent effect. When it has a glitter too, it's kind of like two sort of reflective effects at the same time i think can be i actually think it's pretty interesting so i just went to gallery weekend at berlin so i'm talking about art all the time now i'm an artist now you know i just be talking about art so that's why i be examining these types of things so yeah Um, i do think that it's nice to have more variety for people to mess around and customize their stuff because that's one of the few things you can do in counter-strike yeah i mean especially considering people aren't really a fan of this whole agent skin thing right uh not just for the broadcast but just in general there's like competitive integrity integrity concerns are do the models match the hitboxes and all this other do they blend in uh so these are legitimate grievances as a result you basically only have your guns as far as doing things to them that makes them personalized so yeah in that sense it's fine I don't see why it has to be so expensive, but that's another conversation and everybody's already bought into that. So uh, as far as the, the foil themselves go or the, the glitter themselves go, apparently people are complaining that it's almost impossible to see in game, but I assume that's uh, just only if you're inspecting them. I haven't seen that, hmm. so I don't know. That's just a point. Yeah, I, I haven't inspected up. it. I just kind of like looked at the uh, little holding like it up thing. That might depend on like your graphic settings as well. That definitely, definitely yeah, that's true. So if you're a Mirage-only like, player with one of those toasters, you shouldn't be buying these stickers? Is that what you're well, saying? even just like most pro players will play on like all low settings just for I play FPS, low, so. uh, what is it, model or graphic settings or whatever, but I play on high, almost high everything else, like shaders and shadows. Shaders, but especially shadows, shadows yeah. because that affects the draw distance, graphic. right? Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly, it does. Yeah, so. so, like, so it does I'm do. looking at the sticker page now, and the only thing I see that I'm... Like I like the fact that it's pretty clean in terms of the the overall logos. The only thing I'm I feel like they could be a little bit different from the last major because they look pretty similar. I will say, 
just stylistically. Um, yeah. But I do like the fact that the logos are kind of uh, isolated and, and clear by themselves. Okay. We do everything on the show. We could treat games, teams, art. Like, we're, we just got it all <laughs> I mean, covered. I was just talking about that, Mix. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally, I literally study art now because I just went to gallery weekend <laughs> at, uh, in Berlin. So I'm, I'm actually an wow, expert. Wow, you're, you're an expert. Whoa. I'm an expert now. I've actually talked to two art. Actually, last weekend, I talked to two artists that had Wikipedia pages. So Whoa. And they know who I am now. So <laughs> That's we, we're great. All, Holy we, shit. All, we all shared our, we all shared contact infos, you know, stuff like that. So we're, <laughs> we're cool now. And they're all like really old women, actually. So that's uh, great. That's unrelated. In the Cougars now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah. Uh, what else? This what episode else? is so off the rails. <laughs> <What's happening? laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Okay. I, I do want to like make it more about something about the players though, where it's like, okay, so last major obvious. Okay. Let's just be real about it. Valve clearly effed up in terms of they just didn't make the gra the, the fucking skins in the game. So they just made yep. it like, Oh, top eight only get yep. this or whatever. Uh, now they gave it to everybody. That's the top 24. I will say I actually wouldn't mind if they brought it back to top 16, as in yeah. take out the challenger stage, because I think they're, I think top 24 does provide a certain level of prestige because like, it is hard to make it through the RMRs. Uh, you know, it is an accomplishment, but I also think like it, it, it kind of like, it just changed. It changes the value of the old stickers where it used to be top 16 and now it's top 24 and then it's top eight for one major. And then it's top 24 again. I, I just wish there was a consistency to it. And that's why I wouldn't have minded if it were just always top 16. Uh, and this top 24 stuff never happened. Yeah. No, I, I agree. There's one player whose only major is going to be Stockholm and like missed out on getting yeah. their own sticker in the game because it was only top eight and then now it's back to top 24. Well, you can, like, you already sucks. know, like you already know that's all of the mouse players that were retained from the previous lineup, right? As an example, like there's Frozen, Vemus. Don't yeah. worry though, Rop's got his. I think Frozen you know. has a sticker, does he? He might sure. have one from the previous so. version, yeah, but yeah. like he didn't have it. Oh, I guess you were, yeah, Mix was saying only major, so I guess it would be Bemis then. Not sure. Yeah, I think it would be because Frozen. I'm pretty sure got one at like Berlin 2019. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Timeline wise, yeah, that was like still the Kerrigan lineup and all that. So yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's just whack in that sense of in terms of consistency. But I would also take 16 instead of 24. I feel like it kind like if you're still trying to say that oh you made it to the top 24, you're at the major. Then I don't know. Like there's there is something weird about that because we were just going over all the challenger list teams and there's a pretty clear divide between the teams that are just expected to make it through and the teams that are like not expected to do it well at all. And it gets to the point where it's basically devolving into battles between teams that are not expected to make it at all in order for them to finally squeak through at the end. But at the very least, you could say that they did that part. They survived the gauntlet with some of the teams that are expected to be heavy favorites in such a stage. And now they've earned their stickers that way. But especially for some of the teams that made it through from the weaker regions, we'll say like some, again, I, we touched on Imperials run. We touched on MIBR's run. These teams didn't defeat really that much top level competition at all and still made it through. And that's even relative to their region, mind you, but they, they didn't necessarily beat the best teams in their region. They made it to the major. Now they have stickers. I don't know if that's the same legitimacy as like, you know, Mouse's effort or OG's effort who miss out on stickers this time around. Like I don't see much of a, I think there's a big gap there. Basically. That's all I'll say. All I'm saying is Elian doesn't have a sticker and nine from IHC does. Right. He has like, two. He has two. And Tropic, 
Entropic was so good yeah. during the online era going into that Stockholm Major. They didn't get stickers because they came one BO3 away from making it to the playoffs. And then one some Apex of these teams, 1v5 away from yes, making it to the they playoffs. Were one, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They were a single. A little off topic, <laughs> but you know where Entropic will be? is I am Dallas, and you know who won't be there is Big. I just needed to shit on Alex. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Reasonable, okay. You know what? You know what? That's fine. That's fine, because you know what Big is going to do? They're going to focus up for the event that matters. Which so is... One and uh... three. Okay, guys. Let's... We'll, we'll get to big when we get to big. Let's talk about I was, was going to say, in general, I think having the stickers only for the top 16 would be pretty solid. I, yeah. I, like, I was kind of hoping that's what they would end up doing. Um, obviously, it's nice for the players to have their stickers, the ones that like are in the challenger stage. But um, I guess it, it might have just been hard for them to implement with there being basically like no turnover days between the start of uh, like the the end of the challenger stage and start of the legend stage because before at least there's like the major qualifier would end and then there'd be like a week or two and then the major would start um whereas in this case it's not really like that so i guess it's harder for valve to do that once they release like all of the major stuff yeah um but i think that would like add some extra stakes to the challenger stage as well like players still fighting for their stickers on top of that yeah, I think I almost feel like the reward for making it like, OK, you make it to a major, you make it to the challenger stage and maybe let's just say like your team sticker gets it in or something like that. I think that'd be kind of cool because you would you would get a nice paycheck from that. But then, oh, I mean, this is this is how I would do it is like, yeah, teams, teams in the top 24 all get their stickers, but then they would just be in a group of like the eight teams that just made it do the challenger stage yep. or something like that and then if you make it to top 16 you all get your signatures in the game because yep. that's just how it's been throughout history until they started adding everybody in because i just think right now it's almost like certain regions just kind of get this huge benefit that just feels to me unfair for mostly europe where they have to go through such a harder gauntlet that is is clearly hard like Dude, some of the teams that, that went 1-3 in the EU RMR probably would have made it through, like, Asia. And I'm just like, that's fucked, but just it's just what it is. And I, I feel like like you have to prove yourself on a world stage to get your signature in the game. That's that's kind it of... It feels like more legitimate. Like, then you really can't argue with the results, basically. Even if the bracket is, like, it looks like it goes a certain way where some team's got an easier run or whatever. It's just, it's a one extra funnel that you... You you can kind of scoop out all of the the garbage results that might have gone through, or the the ones that yeah. ma managed to sneak in. And I guess the other thing about the you know the other good thing about all twenty four teams having team stickers in is that it's still an incentive for organizations to stay within the game and plan around the major cycle because then they'll get a cut of the profits as well, which is obviously going to be good in the long run for the whole ecosystem. I still don't know why we like as CS in general is so like they've bought in so heavily to the idea that you can purchase these cosmetics and you can support players and teams. I don't know why we don't just do this more broadly, not just for the major. I guess that would make it less special, but it does feel like maybe there should be a limited like champions edition. If you win some of these other notable events or you play, you get highly placed. Maybe you have a limited sticker pool for that. 
uh, would be another idea for if we're going to talk about like trying to incentivize orgs specifically to stay within the scene. Uh, but You're putting a lot of reasonable takes out there, Pronogo, and okay. I have to stop you because we know Valve just can't possibly put together that many fruitful things for the scene at once like what it's just what's just one at a time just get rid of the the water noise on ancient in the water or overpass water and <laughs> then we'll, we'll, deed for the just, year. we'll just shut up for like seven <laughs> months and then we'll move on to the next thing eventually yeah no, yeah no, they no, forgot everything. to delete the rest of ancient when they deleted that by the way that's their only problem <laughs> yeah everything you're saying is super reasonable and, so and there, there should one, be a better circuit yeah move the water noise on ancient step two make the scene can Make the scene financially viable for every organization. Yes, yeah. Thank you, Max. <laughs> okay, for distilling like my point. Yeah, word, word. Yeah. Um, it's not okay. like that big of a jump. Okay, let's move on to the the uh, a point of news, which definitely hits home a little harder, or it's it's a little harder home. It's home harder. You had it right yeah, the first right. time. That's yeah, right. You did it. Okay, it's it's the EG fifteen man lineup. Okay, Rivaling I Astralis. Let's I go. I wanted to talk about this. They, I, okay, so they wanted to pick up, uh, I think originally they wanted Carpe Diem, and then they're looking at Party Astronauts as well. And how is this supposed to blend together, guys? Like, did anybody with the facts? No, I feel like you got the facts. What, yeah, I was going to ask, no, no would know, right? Like, are, are, that, they, are they allowed that, like, hell? both teams play in ECL? They're both under EG? Like, is how, that the hell, how the hell? Um, okay, so from my understanding, uh, first of all, Carpe Diem are much further in talks than Party Astronauts are. Uh, there's no guarantee that Party Astronauts would get signed at this, like right now, at least. Um, but from what my understanding was, is that one of the teams would stay in North America and play in like ECL and uh, whatever North American competitions there are, and the other one would go to EU and play in like the smaller events and the Academy League or whatever. Yeah. Um, and essentially be like outside of the main competitive circuit and be more of like a feeder team to get practice like international experience um and then obviously there's the main team on top of that and eg would be able to pull from either team so that's that's my uh sort of like cursory understanding of what the situation is i don't know if anything's necessarily been ironed out as to how it would work but that's that's what i understood from what i was uh reading and learned as well okay okay to me and by my tweet which i will expand upon was that this reads to me more like eg saw the carpe diem lineup i, I already know this so i will say this with with, with confidence eg has wanted an academy lineup for a while they yes. were into this uh in fact in fact, I was contacted about maybe having a part in this at one point a while ago, and uh, of which I've obviously declined. But I basically like people wanted people in the EG camp wanted to be part of this academy league. They wanted to have a team that they could maybe pull players from, and essentially not have a, like a fifteen man lineup, but just have an academy team to go along with the main lineup and. But once they start to expand it to a 15-man lineup and essentially have two academy teams, to me, that reads more like two people or two different parties in the management group have been butting heads and are saying to each other, I want this team. And the other team, the other group is saying, I want that team. 
and they can't come to an agreement. So they say, let's just sign everybody, which to me in in like a short term is actually like, wow, let's just spend all the money possible because that just injects funds into the NA space, which in actually is actually kind of good. But uh, in the long run, it's just not sustainable because esports orgs already have enough trouble staying afloat in terms of just keeping their one primary team on the payroll. So if you keep uh, two academy teams and your main team all under your in your pay grade, you're 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 spending so much money to just have basically one team at the top, which isn't even making it to a single BO3 win in ESL Pro League. And I think that is where the big flaw for this is, is that until you actually are putting together results with a main roster, why, like, you, you almost just have to just, just poach players in the meantime for, for me to expand to make the best singular team, and then you can build out an academy team. If you look at all the academy teams in the in the We Play Academy League, most of them already have a really established top 20 team, and so it makes sense for them to just kind of like cycle in an academy player in there here and there like Crimbo for big and see what kind of injection that can have in terms of the the firepower or makeup of the, the main team itself. I have a couple of points on this. First of all, to the first thing you said, I first heard rumors of EG like considering an academy team over a year ago. So like they've they've yeah. been trying to like poke around and, and explore options for an academy team for quite a while. Um, so to that point, it's not like something that they just came up with or just started exploring. They've been considering options for players and different teams for quite a while. Um, to your second point, to me, the, the whole idea of picking up like two academy teams, yes, it's good for the teams in terms of the fact that they're getting like organizational support and maybe it's good for NA. I'm not actually a hundred percent, hundred percent convinced on that just Purely on the fact that, to me, it almost is a little bit of mismanagement from EG or like a lack of a lack of initiative almost to the point where they're not willing or have done the sort of scouting to take a risk on picking up a player from either team. And they're not willing to say, OK, maybe we give this player a shot on our main team and we pick up this academy roster, like this single academy roster and let them develop they're trying to spread themselves a little too thin. And instead of like promoting one or two players and giving them a chance on the main roster, they're trying to develop two teams, keep their main roster at the same time, and then wait for months so that they can sort of swap out a player and see who plays well in whatever leagues that they have and sort of explore from there. And I don't know if that, I feel like that's not necessarily the best option for them considering their current results. Um, Cause there's definitely players who, could like when I talked to Stewie at Blast, one of the things that he said with Grimm was that he didn't want to like bring up or like spend his time like yeah, coaching a player up, up, right? Yeah, yeah. But given EG's current results, that's just not like I, I feel you like have you have to. to make a change. There's just no <laughs> way that you can't. And who yeah. are you going to look to at this point other than a player from like one of the lower NA teams and actually like look to that talent? None of these players want to like bring up a new talent. Like they just want them already developed, like OC. And you're not necessarily always going to get that. You have to like put in that work and help bring up a new player at some point. Like Crimbo's good, but you think he's not getting 
coached and big and told how to like play better 100 percent is like of course it's it's always going to happen for a new player and you have to sort of be able to give them that chance as well yeah yeah the toughest part about this announcement for me is the fact that it's the stuff they didn't talk about it's the fact that they're still seemingly maintaining their main roster which is the report biggest issue specifically you know? not announcement yet they okay said sure uh, so the, but the, so the report of the fact that they're in, interested in potentially buying two other rosters, specifically as affiliate teams, as opposed to looking to overhaul the main lineup, which maybe just hasn't been reported yet. Maybe is in the works. I don't know. But how long are we going to entertain the idea that Stewie 2K is actually the leader NA needs at this level? I mean, he's a great secondary caller from all accounts. He's very solid as an entry fragger when he has the space to think about it, and he's not trying to live beyond his means from a caller's perspective. If you just look historically, that's it. Maybe he's washed. Maybe it's over. But if you're going to give the man a benefit of the doubt based on his track record, do it in the areas where he was actually primarily successful. And don't just buy into the idea that he's going to be able to call as your primary IGL. Like, I just don't buy that at all. And I feel like if you're building the team with that premise, you're destined to just crumble down. And that's basically what happened anyway. Now, you might call that Monday morning quarterbacking, but I just feel like at this point, we have to change something drastically. If you're going to keep Stewie 2K on the roster, bring in a DAPS, bring in somebody who's willing to actually take the take the whole, you know, bull by the reins, as it were, or bull by the horns. You know what I mean? Yeah, I will echo the sentiment that I think Stewie's best position on a team is a secondary caller that is probably also more of a space creating presence. So what I mean by that in terms of what the overall makeup for EG should turn to is probably simply uh, daps for rush. I don't think dap I don't think rush has been playing badly at all, but I just think that they need a from spawn caller that's a little bit better at outlining an overall plan. Or MSL I, even. Yeah, I mean, okay, well, yeah, I mean, like, it doesn't yeah. have to be DAPS. I'm just keeping with yeah, the yeah. Theme, yeah. But yeah, if it were MSL, that'd be that'd be really cool. Um, but anybody that can just bring a plan to the beginning of a round for no, like, I mean, just different a different type of IGL, and then Stewie and even Automatic to an extent can become secondary and tertiary callers. And you could use Stewie for the role that he's actually best at, which is probably being like, you know, space creator, secondary opera, just kind of playmaking type of person in general. Doesn't have to clutch or do anything crazy. Uh, and then you could use the rest of the players in sort of the positions that they're pretty good at. But right now, I think that there's actually a role overlap in terms of Rush and Stewie as players have most recently played in similar positions. And I think that maybe not CT side, but more like T sides. And I don't think that works. So I think that you need to just do something. And I, I really don't think Rush has played badly for this team as an individual. I just think that it's either like you take him out or you take Stewie out and you insert a DAPS or an MSL or an IGL in general. And I, I think with given Stewie's pedigree of just having done pretty well as a secondary caller. And I think I actually have confidence that he is a pretty good secondary caller. I, I would, I would probably take rush out. And I actually think like rush's form is probably, I mean, individually he's been better than Stewie individually. He's almost been better than breeze, but, and, and Cirque for that matter. But I just think that in terms of role overlap there, that's where the most obvious one is for me. So I guess to expand this back to the 15 man lineup, 
I don't know what the fuck this whole thing is. I just, I yeah, mean, I the 50 man it. lineup is where it gets crazy for me. Like, yeah. I, I just, we're, I get lost. I get really lost right there. Well, there's been loads of speculation too about what even the rules would be about that. And people have been consulting rule books for different tournaments and leagues that you can be a part of at this point. I, I, you know, I'm just going to be lost until each actually makes like a main roster change. Yeah. In terms yeah. of like yeah. what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> I would much rather that EG Academy pick up one of these teams and C9 Academy pick up one of the, like C9 okay. make an academy and pick up the other team. Like that just seems like a better option, especially because C9's main roster is is like not is playing in Europe. It's not and even not NA. NA. It's not right. even NA. Literally not have yeah. any conflict of interest issues, like domestically yeah. at least. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think that'd be kind of cool. Okay, okay. Obviously, they uh, can't pull from that roster. Like, they can't bring up a player from that roster, but I don't think they necessarily need to right now. Okay, okay. Let's move on then. I think we gave our pieces about that. I think we're kind of... I, I, I mean, like, let me, just, let me just solidify this. Are we all in agreement that like a 15-man lineup just seems ridiculous or does anybody say think that this is good because there has been there has been almost like i actually was kind of surprised when i looked on twitter and so many people were like i like that eg is gonna get a 15 man lineup and i was like you like just needless spending but i i already biased this question a lot but it, does anybody have another side to it i think the only positive angle you can take is that some players are getting the bag that weren't previously yeah you know yeah but yeah. it's the not only, sustainable the only, scene, say, you know? the only real thing i'd say is that they're very like different lineups in terms of what I value from them. Whereas like on Carpe DM, there's like two specific players that I think have a lot of potential in Clazio and Hexed. Yeah. And I haven't really seen much from the others. And then on Party Astronauts, they're they don't really have any standout player in that way. They're more of like a kind of like a five man lineup that they're better like, unit, together. Yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah. So that's just so they're like different, but even then it's like how valuable is a team like Party Astronauts for EG really? Whereas like I think having a team like Carpe with those two very up-and-coming players is more valuable for EG to have to kind of like be able to slot into the main team. Yeah, I mean, especially when you consider Cirque and Breeze's form lately is just not cutting it either. I mean, some fans will probably be like, why are you singling out Stewie versus these? But I think everybody's just in agreement. The whole team needs some significant changes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, besides the players getting the bag angle, like, there is not, I don't really see a positive. You can't even play these teams together in the same domestic leagues in the first place. You know, like there's the, the conflict of interest issues that would be running amok very publicly at that point. So you, you obviously can't even leverage the fact that you have all these players under your, your contract. Like wh what are you even paying them for at that point? You know what I mean? So yeah, they, they need to make a move, not make an acquisition. That's my the way that I would sum it up. Yeah. I actually, you, you know, I think I, I actually just thought about this. Like when you when you said mix that the the uh, party astronauts team doesn't really have any individuals you would pick from. I actually think the best tier two NA IGL might be Ben Lead. I, I I think like the only IGLs that I think so I think think of like try to think of the best in game leaders in ECL. Essentially, you have uh, Walco right for for uh, yes. Carpe Diem, you have Ben Leet, you have Shake Zula. Uh, yeah, and I think those are probably the three best. And this is kind of messed up, but I kind of think like if I look at those three players, I think what what Ben has done with more rosters has been more impressive to me, where he's kind of like a tier two version of like it's obviously not like it's so ridiculous and people will be like up in arms if I say Kerrigan, but it's like he's brought multiple rosters to a point that has been 
like a top three MDL or Premier or ECL, whatever level team. And Sheikh Zula, to me, has kind of succeeded when he had essentially the next guy in line to be the best player in North America. He had Grimm, he had Junior, uh, and those guys kind of just seemed to hard carry some of the teams that he was on. Whereas I don't yeah, know if I, I, and floppy. Yeah. Like he had some of these insane players who just would go God mode. And then, and then, um, Walco has the benefit of playing basically with the same four man core for two years now. So I think Ben Lee actually might be the best in-game leader out there right now. There's beyond. also stamina actually, but I don't, th- I wouldn't necessarily say he's like above those, but I'm just saying he's also okay, like a decent okay. IGL. Okay, stamina. Yeah, I mean, stamina could be there. Uh, he could be in that in that conversation. I, I mean, I don't know if I'd put. I, I guess I would put him as like definitely the next guy in line. There, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah I, exactly. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put him in the same tier as Ben. I just think Ben. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Better. I just wanted so, to give like an honorable mention. Yeah. So I. I probably. Yeah. So I mean, I think almost retaining Ben Lee is a weird way to say like you're. You're trying to keep the next best in-game leader in, uh, in in NA. The one that's on the come up, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 my take. But uh, um, yeah. I okay. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on to the next thing. And one of the last topics before we get into Patreon questions. So that's uh, just briefly. Any blast showdown thoughts? Do you guys do you guys have anything? We had Ents and we had Pain made it made it through which is i think pain's the there's got to be the surprising one there right obligatory blast br celebration Karaho. where was an a yeah yeah i mean i mean what was it top russian top, top four yeah we're, all the enemy teams got beat yeah yeah we're south american so yeah that's uh that's cool that that's really <laughs> that makes me really hopeful for the future guys <laughs> that is cool it's very cool yeah, That's I mean, really- I guess maybe like some of the major bound teams like Liquid and Complexity were not full focus. Fury, you might even say the same thing since they dropped the final. Still feels a bit yeah. weird. And I think this, this correct me if I'm wrong, this qualifier is for Lisbon, which I know isn't like... Yes, di- it's, it's huge. not home it's big deal. territory, but it is like in a way, you know, it's... it's a, Yeah. Dude, it's a, it's a massive event. It yeah. is a, what, 250k event? Maybe yeah. more. So yeah, it's not it's like there weren't stakes event. here. Portuguese, Portuguese crowd too. They're definitely going to be cheering. Oh, yeah, South America. Yeah. Or, oh, so. it's four hundred twenty-five thousand. I just checked. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Prize pool. That's insane. Okay. Dude, pain is. Man, pain made it to that. Um, it looked good in that final versus Furia as well. Yes. Like Biguzira is looking really, really sick. I think as a as an individual player. Yeah, who what was that? Think? There was a pregame interview where I can't remember which Pain members said this, but he was saying that they're like Pain's Vertigo is the best in NA, and they were going up against Furia right before this interview was like aired or whatever. Or and then they released. won, and then they defeated them on yeah. overtime. I'm pretty sure, but it was still on Vertigo, you know. And like that's crazy, man. The balls on those guys, but yeah, great. they did have like a 15-11 lead that they choked into overtime before winning. Okay, so like they're they in still won. To win it. The funny thing is, they did. They did. The only team Payne has lost to on Vertigo so far is they've lost to MIBR three times in the past, like, <laughs> two months. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They're 12 and three, and all three losses are the MIBR. Well, that's a. Uh, that might say something about how good MIBR is. And maybe they are a top eight team in the challenger stage. Who knows? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think that Payne, like, their recovery from losing uh, safe has been really impressive yes. even though yes. knight 
Nithon hasn't actually been that good. Like he's I've not the one really... who's filling the void, right? right? Oh, it's the other players oh. stepping up, but it's really, really a joy to watch, honestly, because I just expected this team to fade out into irrelevance. And I think people kind of thought that that was what happened when they didn't make the major, but to see them make this event is a huge turn of events for them. And even without that, the fact that they were in, they, if, the, if they had dropped it to Furia, nobody would have said anything. They would have been like, oh my God, how did Payne even get that far? Crazy result. Anyway, Furia's going. The fact that they won, like that's shocking. So that's pretty much, that's the big talking point from all of the blasts, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, on the EU side, are we that surprised that Ents made it? I mean, kind of, because they beat Heroic, right? So I'm surprised they shit on Heroic. And then, that, like, yeah, I think that's got to be the yeah. most impressive result for them, beating Heroic. Uh, it was else even on their me... home territory, the internet. How did they lose? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think anything else is that crazy other than uh, I guess the Astral. Okay, the Astral's NIP one was where you, you I, I had to believe, like, I know Mix, you're a big Esatag fan. Esatag's a really nice guy and everything, but man, he is not as good of an opera as any. I don't even think he's good as Fuzi, man. I don't. I think Fuzi's better. So. He tried this experiment before. I don't know why. It's, yes, yes, and all he was. <laughs> he tried this for them. Yeah. He did this for them a year ago, and then they learned nothing. They learned he nothing. Literally, all Esatag was good at was wall banging people at 124 at the overpass, like little wood wall like he literally had that down to a t he knew exactly how to line those wall bangs up and that's all i remember from him man they learned nothing from my suffering nothing <laughs> i died for their sins <laughs> and, and then didn't... they're just sinning again <laughs> <laughs> that's a quote i like that one yeah, yeah. i don't know the, the the nip not make even making it to the final of this particular qualifier is a bit whack to me um they almost dropped it to B&E, you guys remember. In fact, they should have dropped it to B&E. And yeah. like at both of the yeah. other two maps that NIP ended up winning were comebacks where B&E choked it away based on a lack of experience and also a bit more of their one-dimensional play style. And so hopefully this is a great error correction for them and they will be able to make it through the challenger despite all of us doubting them. But the fact that NIP were even in a position where they could have lost to B&E says a lot about the society we live in. And also that NIP doesn't know Society. what the fuck they're doing. I mean, where the fuck is Device, dude? Like, come on. At this point, it's been so long. I know people are saying, but go easy. He's got mental health stuff no, he's working through. But what? I have stuff I'll say, but I'm going to say it on the major desk. Yeah. I'm going to say it on the major desk. I'm saving that. I'm saving all saving of my thoughts. Saving strats about, for the major. Team I'm saving Alex strats for the major. I'm saving strats for the major about Device yeah. on NIP. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, uh, where, well, the, the thing is that you have no thoughts because he hasn't been there. You know, like, that's the obvious joke is I just don't understand. At this point, it's not that we, he's not there. It's that we don't know anything about that he's not there. And, like, it, it's one thing if you want to respect the guy's privacy. And I, that's a common refrain from the fans or the people who are trying to be uh, looking at this in a more positive light. And I understand that. But it has been so long. It was a blockbuster device. It was in every single news cycle up until that point. Yeah. Everybody was talking about Cristiano Ronaldo, blah, blah, blah. Well, listen, buddy, like, this is not how it's supposed to work. You, you can't just go AWOL for so long with no word from... Like, it's not even about, like, fan entitlement or, like, what would it be? It's just, this guy was a mainstay. He was at every major, and he was even, I, you know, all these playoffs, right? Like, so many times this guy could have made it and could have, he had the chance to win back-to-back -back majors, even though it doesn't feel like it because Stockholm was so far away. And obviously, NIP were kind of under strength at the playoffs and barely squeaked by Copenhagen Flames. But all of that aside, like, he could have done all of that stuff. And now he's not, we're not even sure if he'll show up. Like, 
Vice, really? The Vice, the Vice wants an IP to be LeBron and studies Ben Simmons. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's a. That's not, that's not too far away from metaphors I would have used, but um, no, yeah, I think, I think. Uh, well, because I, I just think, remember him specifically yeah. saying LeBron when he joins. There's like the Ronaldo thing, then there's like the LeBron quote about oh, wanting right, to win, yeah. about wanting to win the major in Stockholm, like LeBron won a title in Cleveland or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's um, man, I I just have lines that I'm gonna use at the major that I just don't want to say right now, so I'm like just holding back. I'm just kind of holding back right now. Sorry, holding back. Okay. Sorry really guys back. for the sorry for the patrons and sorry for everybody that's watching right now, but I'll say it on the desk there at the major because I have to hold some stuff back and I have to like, you know, I have to have some spice. So um, just tune in, tune in when I if I cover an NIP game, tune in. That's all I can say. That's there all, you go. That's all. Incentives. That's uh, that's my plug. That's my plug. Uh, okay. All right. Let's move on to the Patreon questions. Let's move on to the Patreon questions. I feel really like I suck so much for not for just leaving it like that. Um, because I okay. want to say everything, but I just like I just have stuff that I've already prepared. You know, like I yeah, have strats. So yeah, it's being on the major desk, and then as we know, no one actually watches the desk, and then you can just sit here. As we know, as we know, everybody turns <laughs> it off. Everybody turns off the desk segments. So yeah, that's that's it. Is Valley on my screen? Mute. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not not me. Not not for me. <laughs> guys, didn't even watch the game. I'm muting that. <laughs> okay, patron question number one. We have fur sock with. How good would Mouse be with Mezzi and Alex instead of Dexter and JDC? So that would mean Mouse would have Mezzi, Alex, Torzi, Frozen, and Bemis. That sounds pretty killer to me. That sounds like a top pretty 15 solid. lineup. That would be pretty killer, I think. I think that'd be a great change. Like, even just like yeah. Alex for Dexter, I think it'd be a huge upgrade. Yeah, yeah, I actually think. And then Mezzi. Mezzi can just like slot in wherever. Like JDC, like I like JDC. I think he's like good for that. I think JDC is pretty uh, good too. But yeah. yeah, and so I I don't like Mezzi could even replace like B Mass or something. Um, I probably wouldn't do that, but like you could even still like make that work because I think Mezzi just so good in like every single role. So whatever. So like you put Alex in, and then you just put Mezzi in for someone like JDC, whoever. I think it would definitely improve them a lot. That'd be a sick lineup to watch. I'm kind of yeah, tired I of seeing Fnatic just spin their wheels, not doing anything. Yeah, also, I, wasting I, such a good period of Mezzi's career, too. It's crazy. The fact that he's putting up numbers like these and still not making it to IEM Dallas over E Club Kiev. Homies. E C Kiev. Um, actually, I want to ask this question then. Um, who do you guys think is better today, uh, Floppy or Mezzi? Mm. Oh, regular <laughs> EU competition fun. means Mezzi still takes it for me, but. I mean, I was about to ask Mix this. It's funny that you said that, Maui, because I was about to ask Mix, do you think that Mezzi is the uh, UK floppy? Because they are kind of similar in how flexible they are, I've noticed. Yeah, they're they're very even. Like, they're very similar players, actually. Yeah, they've like, been even for a while, I think. Like, Mezzi, yeah. I think, has, like, a wider range in terms of, like, teams he can operate in. Um, I don't think he's, like, as affected in terms of stats by, like, the team environment as, like, floppy is. Mm, okay. But I think overall, just in terms of, like, players and, like, their versatility and everything, they're they're like both pretty similar. I'd hesitate to put like one super above the other or anything. I think Mezzi just barely edges out floppy, but like not enough to actually be any significant difference, to be honest. Yeah, I, really I, I don't think they're playing like similar roles at the moment. Like they have in the no. past, but I think Mezzi yeah. is more of like 
like a front and center role, whereas Ricky's playing more of like lurking, anchoring, yeah. that type yeah. of thing still. Yeah, Mezzi, Mezzi has, has shifted into some of the star role positions, as, whereas Floppy is kind of still playing his old kind of bitch role spots a little bit. So. They're, they're, yeah, he pretty much does play bitch roll spots. It's like be on Dust 2, be on Vertigo. Like yeah. that's, what's, that's what's so great about having Floppy on your teams. He plays all these spots, still puts up numbers, likes yeah. playing the spots. Like It's just so OP to have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, players get bored, dude. They start jiggle peeking a little bit lazier, you know. They've been holding Ricky the same angle there, 40 seconds. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Ricky just texts me during games live. And then <laughs> I'm just holding yeah. B on Vertigo. They never come here, so I can text you. He just sends me memes and stuff live in a game. I'm like, all right, man. You you should probably look at your screen for a bit. While he's here. changing his mouse pad. He's like, mouse. why? Astrals are never gonna dry peek me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh okay all right all right uh adam asks what are your thoughts on the regional qualification format for masters Reykjavik? i didn't even look at this at all so I, I don't, so this is a mix question? this has got to be a mix mix question wait, are they this asking is literally like, a valorant question but right that, that that event already happened how long was like this question ago our last pod yeah, our last pod no, was this like was late ago. April, early May, so this guy had time. This was in yeah. the middle of it, so like is, I guess he's ago. asking about like he's how at, they like, do the regions. He's probably asking specifically now that it, some of it has played out, but I don't watch that game, so I have no idea. Mix, I mean give us information. What happened? I think FNS is the best IGL ever. That's all I can say. Um well <laughs> I don't know, like they're Maybe he's talking. I don't know what he's actually talking about the format in terms of like the the teams from like regions, different regions coming into the event. Like people were talking yeah. about Japan having like their own slot, and like Japan just like really showed up at this event, so it's kind of hard to take that away from them. He might be talking about like the weird format they did, where like four of the teams started in the um in the playoffs. So like there was like the group stage that like some teams qualify to, and then whoever won their region. And so people didn't even know this was a thing. Like whoever won their region, like the final BO5, which used to like only matter for seeding, didn't really matter at all. And said this time put you straight into playoffs. Wow. So like you just skipped the group stage, which like wasn't really that much of an advantage for some teams. So say like Guard, who has like a lot of their players don't really have any like LAN experience. Um, I think like their one of the star players, Trent, pretty much had never played on LAN before. He didn't yeah. even know he couldn't listen to music on LAN when oh they went to. Oh my god, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. nice. So it's yeah. like, so it's like, instead of like getting some like starting in the groups and like getting the build themselves up, they just started in the playoffs of like the Masters event and lost two one. So I don't know. Overall, like how Riot does this, I'd say overall it's just really fucking weird. Like a lot of teams didn't even know that was like a thing. Like how the regions are divided up and like still having like I think it's still like ten teams or something for this event. Um, yeah, I don't know, just. The whole format's weird. I wish it was more like set, like made more sense. But yeah, I guess they're still trying things out because you know they have to stumble upon stuff that everybody else has already said is good and found out and settled on, and then they go, "Look at what we made! Isn't it great?" Yeah, like I guess they wanted to make like the final match in the regions matter more, but like a lot well, of teams is, were is qualifying out that for playoffs. Theme. Like, is qualifying for playoffs at this event like qualifying for major playoffs instead of the ne- just stage two of the major? Is that pretty what it's much like? like it's That's not pretty like the crazy. major. The yeah. major, the major yeah. for Valorant is like champions, but Masters is oh, like okay. I'd be like qualifying for playoffs straight to like I am Dallas or something or like Cologne. Yeah. I'd say Cologne's probably a better example. Okay, if you like qualify to playoffs event. in Cologne, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, that is that is wild. <laughs> it was weird. I 
I, I, okay. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't like how they immediately got to playoffs from their region, but that's that is kind of like how the major is doing it for CS. But it's not actually the playoffs; you just get to the legend stage. Yeah, it's like is, different. You're still yeah, playing like a, a group different. stage. You're playing matches. Like you're not just yeah. like going. You're straight not just into top a eight. Bracket. Like you're not just top yeah. eight immediately, which is which feels broke. Which is broken. I'm not even gonna say it feels broken. It is broken to, yeah, to get very... to top eight via your region. Well, especially if so... we're talking about LAN experience, and apparently a lot of these players didn't. I mean, I still can't get over the music thing. If that's real, like, are, real. are people in yeah, Valorant there's... professional tier players in Valorant listening to music instead Ooh. of listening to the game? Is that real? Like, are they are they You know, dude, who, who needs? Who, Asu used to listen to music while he played Counter Strike matches. That's why he became a streamer so he can listen to music all the time. Yeah. Well, he's like Pernogo, 17. Who, he's who like needs very sound new. Cues? Who needs sound cues when you can just throw out a dart that tells you where everyone else is anyway? <laughs> I take out my I, tablet I and I point on the tablet and the smoke appears. It's great. I doubt he has like the music up high enough to like yeah. go over sound cues, but like still having the music just in the background even faintly yeah. will like help you. Like with like Dude. your nerves or something. Yeah, maybe. And Dude. if you don't have that, it's gonna feel weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he has to get used to not having it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I I mean I just can't with with thinking that helps you play better. I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> I actually well, just it's, can't. It's just, a, just an aspect just, of home. It's like oh I'm I, my mom's not just, here to give me milk, but at least I have music. I don't know. Just take an Adderall X XR or whatever, like the rest of us, and just <laughs> move the fuck on. <laughs> just get the fuck on with life. Your first land, no music, just take Adderall, bro. <laughs> just just take Adderall. <laughs> what if just what if he became like, like Tempest level, and just get the That dude would have been holding W every round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He would be kidding. up mid and CT spawn like twenty seconds in. His teammates would have no idea. Like <laughs> just Art, is that I'm you not. in a new game? I've never taken Adderall. Um, okay, so let's do let's do the next <laughs> let's do the next thing. What? Let's do the next thing. Um, <laughs> a casual disclaimer after that, yeah, for sure. Just um, sneak it in. Ax one, Axel, Axel Forsberg. Axel Forsberg says, "From the more unknown teams that qualified to the major for the first time, IHC, BNE, Nine Z, etc. Who was a player that you were really impressed by? Could be general skill that they played certain positions well, or how smart they were." So, um, yeah. I'll say um, so that I'm not talking about any players like too much. Um, I was gonna say Lucan from Nine Z because yeah, I remember this yeah. guy used to be like a rifler. Because I remember when he played on the same team as Mayor and like Sharks or whatever. I think that was the team, and like those two were like on fire. Like, but they were both just like riflers and like maybe second op every now and then. And so Lucan's transformation to like being like a main opper on this team, and he seems to be doing pretty well. And they've qualified for the major. Like, I think that's something to definitely be commended. Yeah. Because that's not an easy transition to make. No, it's really it is it is quite impressive. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Anybody else have, have people? Yeah, I was actually also gonna say Lucan, but I'll also give a shout out to one flat through. Like he generally oh, just yeah. plays really well and he's really consistent. Don't steal my thunder with that one. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, B and E players are the easy way out. Unfor I, unfortunately, I don't remember the names of anybody else, so I'm, I'm kind of fucked, aren't I? <laughs> There's a reason why they're considered lesser-known teams, I guess. Mongolia. Yeah. Yeah. The, all, the, all of Mongolia. I thought. Well, actually, IHC's playstyle is pretty cool. Like, if you don't, if you didn't follow the team, and unfortunately, I don't remember any of the players besides Nine because I saw his sticker earlier. Uh, if you don't remember any of the players, then it's hard to pin pinpoint specifically. But I think that team is a team to watch because everybody and their mother is going to pick them as O three, and then everybody and their mother is going to be like, "Why do I not get this O three point? Why did they at least take a single game?" So. I will score. Score has the best stats, so if you want to say someone, you can say him. 
I agree. The score will be very competitive between these. I was, I was just gonna, I was gonna just gonna pick Regon from because like what I've actually seen yes. from his demos and stuff in the past has just been like he's one of those players that actually in transition moments doesn't seem to get get caught off guard as much. Like he really stays really sharp in a lot of moments where I thought where I would think like other players would probably just like relax or die or whatever. He can like come up with a kill that that you just kind of don't expect necessarily. So I'd probably, I'd give a shout out to Regon. I don't, I don't think he's a, uh, I think like Juan Flatro might be like more individually skilled, but I think Regon might be like, this is, I mean, this is whatever. It's just what it is. He's thinking, I think Regon might be just smarter. So, yeah. Yeah. I'll say he's not a first time major attendee, but come on, dude. How is Jerry back? I just wanted to say that one more time. How is Jerry back with a completely different Forza lineup? What do they have uh, on this guy? Why is he not well, like well, in another team yeah. or something? <laughs> Well, yeah, like Jerry, I mean, Jerry, Jerry's Jerry has been to a major before, but nobody else on his team has been. to a That's major. yeah. So it's like, so, yeah. yeah. Are you Kerrigan? Basically, I mean, the only him. other place I feel like would make sense would have made sense to go in recent times is like, like he can't go to Navi really. Right. So I assume fours gives him a lot of leeway to build his own lineup at this point. So it's a pretty nice thing to have. Jerry on a Flashpoint Q&A, I think for what, like Flashpoint two or something like that. Or it would have been two. Yeah. Do yeah, he said something about like, like just good how that just can't happen essentially. Oh yeah, the, the way that he described it was pretty good from what I remember because it's basically it's like yeah. the same rate when Navi were interested in Flit and stuff like that back when he was on the Forza lineup back in that th- those days. He's just like, well, it's not possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he kind of just shut down the idea without describing details, if I remember correctly, and it kind of sounded ominous, like. Forza is holding a gun to his back or something. And then he tried to bring it back and he's like, no, I love playing in Forza. This is a great team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it is great. Yep. It is a great team. We are having a good time here. Please, let go of my family. He was born from I a can, Forza lab. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I can describe you in great detail the sheen of the AK-47 barrel that is currently in my <laughs> line of sight. Hopping sounds from like off camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. He just, he just, they let me go home. <laughs> <laughs> he's, now he's ruined. He's ruined. Let himself. me go home. <laughs> no, it, it really seemed strange. It did yeah. seem a little strange. But um, yeah, he's back. He's back. Okay, actually, that's it. That's it. That's it. We did our show. Um, it's a. This was a cool length, I think. Uh, we'll probably we'll do another pretty soon. But look, we got shout outs. We got shout outs, of course. So mix, wait, mix. You are gonna get the first shout out of the day. Who who have you got? Who have you got, mix? I want to shout out Jerry. You get him on the pod, and we can investigate this further. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. That's good. I'm sure, you'll come on after hearing that last segment for sure. Yeah. <laughs> just just don't just cut this out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, note, note. Who's your who's your shout out? Uh, you know what? I'll shout out Nero. He's been writing some banger articles for HLTV. He just published another. Uh... Didn't he get banned because he was on that team and he said some bad stuff? No, 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 no. Not <laughs> that Nero. Not the player <laughs> Nero. Come on now. Yeah. We're talking about HLTV Nero, the the okay. British hairy guy. Um, he's British. Okay. Even worse. Yeah, he's. I know right. Uh, Every British person I meet is just the worst. <laughs> Living in London. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> just kidding. I love, lo- love all these Brits here. I love all these Brits. Even Look hard at Bardolph while you say that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, can we get him bo- a photo bomb? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'll shout out Nero. He's, he's been writing some banger, uh, banger awesome. articles. 
Yeah. Sweet. I love British people. I just love them. Okay, and Pernogo, what's your shout out? Shout out Snappy for following the stream while we were <laughs> talking about you. That was pretty that was probably one of the highlights of the whole show. I don't know. While we're pretty live. Good. And and shout uh, out shout out PGL for their talent announcement, which I also shouted out last time. Oh yeah, you did shout that out last time. Yeah. Um uh shout out to uh I'll shout out the Eurostar, because I'm taking a I'm actually for the first time ever, I'm taking a train from my house or from my apartment to the major. So I'm actually not even taking a flight. This is the first time I've ever done this. It's like a three and a half, three, it's roughly like three hours and 45 minutes from literally my front door to my hotel for the major. So that's what living in Europe gets you guys. It's actually incredible. Hope your train uh, gets delayed. Wow. (laughs) Reasonable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. About that. Now Uh, you're bragging about it. I just want it to be like nine hours. Yeah, no, I don't. I hope I hope Floppy's on the train with you the whole time, sharing memes. That's what I. I hope so. I really do hope so. I really hope that's the case. Time passes Um, when you're with Floppy. Yeah, time does pass. Time does. Yeah, yeah. It's just things get really crazy really fast. Time do be passing. Yeah, how long was that stint anyway? It was like six months, nine months. It was what gone in a blink of an eye. The cloud (laughs) nine. You just end the show. It's over. I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is about. Uh, Can you... No, there's no explanation. But I do have people knocking down my door, so I do have to go. Okay, all right. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, that's going to be it, then. That's going to be it. Thanks, for everybody, for joining. That's been another episode of It's Server Time. Probably have another one by the time that the Challenger stage ends. Hopefully. Hopefully. And, uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully you guys have enjoyed another... Uh, this is a major edition of It's Server Time, and we will be uploading this in the next, uh, I would say, 36 hours, because I just put random numbers of hours out there. And, uh, yeah. Peace out, guys. Thanks for the patrons. You guys are awesome. Thanks for the questions. Be sure to subscribe via Patreon! Exclamation mark Patreon in the chat, and appreciate everybody in chat on the live Twitch who joined us for this one. So peace out, guys. Been another great episode.